victory over poverty. That is the title of the exhortation. Now, none of us here can claim to be extremely rich. But the Lord, in his Bible, in this scripture here, there are a lot of exhortation on how to not go to the other side. There is the extreme rich, and then there is the extreme poor, which we call poverty. So I'm not going to preach prosperity today. That is not the exhortation. It's not prosperity. You, you, every, every one of us that listen to radios or television, you could have heard preachers preach on prosperity. But no, that's not what I'm going to preach. I'm going to preach on how to avoid going to the other side of poverty. Amen? Especially because we have friends that are always sitting with us every week that come from the homeless shelter. And many, and like we have said before, and from some of the things we have seen in life, anybody can be in that situation just like that in this America. Any issue, any situation can drive you to that side where you'll be homeless. So it's a pastor, a pastor gave a testimony of a friend that was a, a PhD holder. And something happens, and something happens, and he ended up being homeless. So that is why I said, what the Lord is trying to teach us today is going to be from the scriptures. The Bible is full of that. How to not go to the poverty line. So if you will open your understanding, open your heart to this word, and perhaps jot these Bible verses down and meditate on it so that we may watch unto our ways, especially as believers, so that we don't digress to the side of poverty because sometimes choices mistakes and all those type of things is what drive all many people into that line i'm going to give you from the story of the bible i always wonder my always always meditate on this all of you remember the story of the israelites also god came down they were slaves in Egypt. A whole tribe were slaves in Egypt. And God came down and said he would deliver them from slavery. And promised them something. He said, a land flowing with milk and honey. That is what God promised them. And it was true. It was a land flowing with milk and honey. Just like where we are living right now, America, is a land flowing with milk and honey. Okay? Now, what you will notice is when well, about one million families were brought out of slavery and God took them to this land flowing with milk and honey. Let's see what the Bible said. So that's where we're going to point out what are the causes of poverty. Now, before I get to that, let me retreat again. God said he was taking them out of slavery and about one million families. And when God got them into that land of flowing with milk and honey, they were all giving maybe, let's say, an acre each. Everybody divide, they divided the land into all these families who were giving lands. And in five years, in seven years, God knew some of them will become poor again. God knew some of them would become poor again. And I meditated on that. I said, Lord, 
how can all these people that they all almost you can say they all started all over again they even stayed 40 years in the wilderness so that if they have brought anything he was away that man was rich in egypt so he brought all his goods they were in 40 years in the wilderness so if anybody was rich from egypt you can say they were all on plain ground plain level now they got to the land flowing with milk and honey it was divided let's say they were divided equally it be, they may not be equally but let's say they were divided equally somebody got more yeah but in seven years some were already slaves to the others and that is what god wanted to warn us about so that we know how to order ourselves there is causes for poverty and there is solution to poverty so you can see that if we search the scriptures we will see some of the things the lord wanted us to learn that there are many things we can learn from the examples of all. Let's see from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 15. Deuteronomy, chapter 15, just to buttress what I was saying about the Israelites. And Moses gave them these promises and he also gave them some of the solutions. In Deuteronomy, chapter 15, I will read from verse 1, just when Moses was laying this down for them, and think about it, you see that God was righteous in giving everybody opportunity. Now, you are in this land of opportunity, but I will tell you what are the causes, what caused people to go into that other side called poverty. And if you take heed to your ways, in your choices, in your attitudes, in your behaviors, then you will avoid that. Here is Deuteronomy chapter 15. And Moses was laying this one down for them as at the end of every seven years, this is before they, before they get into the land, thou shalt make a release. And this is the manner of the release. Every creature that lendeth ought unto his neighbor shall release it. He shall not extract it of his neighbor or of his brother. In verse 4, jump to verse 4. He says, Save then there shall be no poor among you. For the Lord shall greatly bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance to possess it. Now, Moses was saying, there will be a time when there shall be no poor among you. Did they ever reach that state in Israel? All of you that know the Bible? Never. But see, it's possible. But God said, they, they never reached the state. Well, maybe it's going to be in the millennium when Jesus Christ shall come. So we still have to have hope for that. But he said, what the Moses was saying, there will be a time when there shall be no poverty. But in the next river, he said, poverty, we, he said, the poor will not cease. Because God knows human beings. The poor will not cease, among you, he said. But he said in verse 4, he said, when there is no more poverty, no more poor people among you, then you can get rid of this release. You know? What is release? They owe money, people, very soon people, by their choices, by their mistakes, by their misbehavior, by not which we are going to go through, I'm going to point to all the causes. What causes these things? That very soon they will be selling themselves as slaves to the, to the next person. That is what God was telling them, but there are solutions to it if you take heed unto these things. Even Moses wrote it down. When you take heed to these things, he has laid down for them. He said, these things will not happen. So that's why I read that verse 4. And I'll read down again. Let me read up to verse 5. It says, Save when there shall be no poor among you, for the Lord shall greatly bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance to possess. 
Only, only if thou carefully hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all these commandments which I commanded this day. Which means it's always conditional. There will be a time when there will be no poverty among you, he said, but he said, he said it's still conditional. If you carefully follow, hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. So that's what we are going to see. Solutions to poverty is right there. We're going to look at it from the Bible. I will give you some Bible verses. This is just to tell you the background of what we are talking about. What we are talking about. Amen? Now let's go and see what are the causes of these things called poverty. Or how could people suddenly become poor when they were all starting at the same level? They started at the same level. Give them all of them an acre each family and in few years some are now going to sell themselves and they are becoming slaves they need to they have borrowed so that is what god is trying to teach us here so that we can know the cost of this thing let's go into luke chapter 19. i want to read a story of that the lord jesus christ gave here in luke chapter 19. Start from verse 12. And as they heard these things, the Lord Jesus Christ added and spake a parable, because he was nigh to Jerusalem, and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. So he gave this story about a certain noble man went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. Many of us know this story. It's similar to what I just told you. All the Israelites got to this land flowing with milk and honey. And they were all given equal portion of land. Every family. But some misbehavior, some mis uh, mischoices and bad behaviors and not following all those precepts. Some become poor, some become slaves, while some become rich. Your choices, your choices is going to. And here is what the Lord Jesus Christ gave the same similar story by this talents. This is everybody a talent, and they all were to trade. They were all were to trade with those talents, and this is what happened. I'll jump from verse uh, from there to about. Um, Verse 15. And it came to pass that when he was returned, when this noble man was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first, saying, Lord, thy pound has gained ten pounds. And he said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little thing, have authority over ten cities and the second came saying lord thy pound has gained five pounds and he said well likewise to him be thou also over five cities and another came saying lord behold here is thy pound which i have kept laid up in a napkin for i fear thee because thou art an austere man thou takest of that thou leadest us now and repairs that thou did not so and he said unto him out of thy own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knowest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping up that I did not sow. 
Wherefore then givest not thou my money into the bank, that at my coming I might have re required my own with usury? And he said unto them that stood by, Take from him the pound, and give it to him that has ten pounds. And they said unto him, Lord, he has ten pounds. For I say unto you that unto every one which has shall be given. And from him that has not, even that he has shall be taken away from him. Praise the Lord. Well, what, what is this story telling us? This is the same simple thing. Maybe some people are smarter than the other people. Maybe some people are just not uh, choosing the right thing. They are not choosing, making their choices right. And they may end up with this guy. But don't blame God. That's what this guy was doing. They were all giving one pound. This one, this one went and traded with it and make ten pounds. This one also went and traded with it and make five pounds. Well, he was still praised. He made five pounds. This one make ten pounds. The man was loved. Oh, well, that's a good servant. So not everybody will make the same gain. But it's a shame for that one that went and hide it and now lame the blame on the boss. Try to blame somebody. That is what life, many people, that's why they are living their life. Trying to blame somebody for their poverty. When he should blame himself and the man says, oh, well, you think I'm the one that is bad? You should have put my money with those who can use it. That's what he said. Put it in the bank. Those who can use it. And this is not an example. Don't blame somebody. Blame yourself. But this is why God is trying to give us this example. There are, there are things that can happen in life. Don't get me wrong. There are things that can happen in life. Like the testimony, I said, like the exhortation I gave many weeks ago where I said, circumstances can happen to people. But no situations can happen. Problems can happen. But if you follow the precept I'm going to lay out here today, where one of them is to fear God. One of them is to follow God. Then when you are in trouble, he will be there with you in trouble. Because, let's, let me give an example. When I say, sometimes it may not be your choices if some evil things can happen. Let's take the story in the Bible. There was Jacob. He was rich. If you don't know the story of Jacob, the son of Isaac, the father of all these Israelites. He left, he came from Syria, and, he, and in his own testimony, he said he, he has thousands of flocks. Thousands of flock. To the point he was giving 100 goods to his brother. Thousands of uh, sheep to his brother. And he was rich. But over the years, he has 12 sons. Over the years, do you know that by the time Jacob came to Egypt, there was no mention of all those flock anymore. Somehow, maybe after he grew old, all his sons were now in charge of all these things. And there were a lot of mismanagement, perhaps. A lot of mismanagement, perhaps. But what I wanted to point out is this. There was a famine by the time they were to run to Egypt. There was a famine in the land of Canaan everywhere. You all know the story of the famine in Egypt where Joseph, the son of Jacob, became the prime minister. But you see, God was with this man even though things were no more as good as when he started. So when troubles come, God will be with you if you are with him. That's what I want to point out. That's still that part of it that there may be trouble that can be, it's not my fault. These things happen to everybody. But when those happen, God will be there with you to help you. If you know him. Amen. So that is one of the solutions. But let's look through the scriptures and see what are the causes of all this poverty. 
Here, pro, open with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 6. This, the, the, the king, Solomon, the wisest man in the world, gave us a lot of instructions on how to escape poverty. How to escape this thing that he called poverty. He gave us a lot of Bible verses. Proverbs chapter 6 is the first one I want us to read. So these are all causes. It doesn't mean that this may not be your cause. It may be this other one. This may not be your problem. Maybe this other one. This may not be your problem. Maybe this other one. But all of those things can cause it. One of them is Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 to 11. That's what I'm going to read here. Many of you are from familiar with this Bible verse. But here is how Solomon said it. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Oh, what are the ants? He said, just go look at those ants as they creep along in thousands and they line up and they, they are working hard. He said, go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no guide, overseer, or ruler, provided our meat in the summer and gathered our food in the harvest. How long will thou sleep, O sluggard? When will thou arise out of thy sleep? See, yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveleth, and thy want as an armed man. So he first gave us that first example. He's saying poverty can come through being sluggish lazy well that's not the only reason why that's one of them it's giving us warning so you can say well let's mark that one down you can look at yourself well i'm not lazy so maybe situations occur proverbs chapter 24 is in the same line verse 32 but when you look at that hand he said go and learn something from those hands because they are busy working hard to gather the, the things they have to gather for summer. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 32. Verse, starting from verse 30. This is Solomon, the wisest man in the world, telling us how to order our life. Here he said, I went by the field of the slothful. Now that's still in the same line with being lazy. He said, by the vineyard. He has a vineyard too. By the vineyard of the man void of understanding. I mean, it's not, it's not understanding that these things, you've got to water it. You've got to work at it. You've got to make sure you are, you are busy doing something to get this thing producing. So he said, I went to the vineyard of the man that is void of understanding. And lo, it was full, all grown over with thorns and nettles that covered the face thereof. And the stone wall thereof was broken down. Then I saw and considered it well. I looked upon it and received instruction. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, so shall thy poverty come as one that traveled. The same thing is just said in the other one. And I want as an armed man. Now he gave us a different perspective in this one. He said, This man has something, a business perhaps, that's why a vineyard. He said, But vineyard is not going to produce unless you walk at it. So he's just giving an example. There is slugger, there is the one that is just not doing as much as he should do to get this thing going. So he's giving another example. Let's go around the Bible verse. 
These are causes of poverty. What can cause these things? Proverbs chapter 20. The thing is the same thing. Chapter 20, verse 13. Here's another way Solomon put it. Say, love not sleep, lest thou come to poverty. Say, open thy eyes, and thou shalt be satisfied with bread. So in short, it's saying the same thing. Hey, there is a time to be busy. It is time to lay down back. So those are all the steps he's telling. But that is all talking about laziness or sluggard or not getting what you need to do, getting it done. Now let's go to some other things that can cause it. Proverbs chapter 23. Verse 21. I'll start from verse 19. Hear thou my son and be wise and guide thy heart in the way. Be not among wine bibbers, among riotous eaters of flesh. Verse 21 is where I'm going. For the drunkard and the gluten shall come to poverty. And drowsiness shall clothe a man with rags. What is he talking about? He's saying drunkenness. And in this, in this society, people can tell you their experiences, what can bring them down real fast. Alcohol. That can bring them down real fast. Because why was he saying this? He said drunkard. And the gluten, now maybe many people didn't talk about gluten. What is gluten? He said they eat too much meat. You see, the, 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 the wisdom about this is that these things are the most expensive things. It's like you are the most expensive things and the little benefit. But because of the lust, they put all their money in that, that is least benefit. And so they are wasting money. That's what he's giving you. The same with drunkenness. The same with cigarette smoking. What is the benefit? You can as well just wrap uh, a $10 bill and just roll it and light fire on it. That's what cigarette really is because it's the smoke and the smoke is not giving you anything. The same thing with drunkenness. Because you say, well, you know something? Some people, well, they say the doctor recommended they should drink or they should smoke. What benefit you are going to gain? Is so little compared to how much. That's why he's saying the slug, the, the drunkard will go to poverty. The same with the gluten. So, but now you see, those are choices. So, the summary of that is there will be a cause of poverty because it's a wrong choice in life. I remember when I first came to this country and right in Tempe, and there's a man that was asking for help, money. And I tried to give the man money in the post office, right in the post office in Tempe. He's a white guy. And the guys that passed by said, they don't give him money. I said, why? They said, they give them money. They just use it for cigarettes or for cocaine. It looks like homeless and it's vega to me. But that is what the society sees. And that is what many times is going on. They, don't, they are telling me. Even the postman said, don't give those guys money. And I thought I'm trying to be. I said, they give them the money. They go around and run buy cigarettes. Go around and buy cocaine. They are choices. No wonder they are out in the street, they will say. That's what, they, that's what the society says. Now you have to now share, is that, your, is that what causes yours? So that is what you should be thinking about when you, as you listen to this, maybe the Lord brought you here to really learn something from what I'm saying today. Because you are not here by chance. Praise the Lord.
So that's what I want you to listen to. He said, drunkenness and gluttonous life. We drive them to poverty also. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 19. Yeah, some other choices that people make that can drive them into the other side that we don't want to go. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 19. Yeah, the wise man Solomon gave us another one. He said, He that tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread. He said, But he that followeth after vain persons shall have poverty enough. What is he talking about? Following vain persons, wrong friends, wrong company, wrong crowd. He said, They will have poverty too. That's one of the things I can, but if you are walking, say, well, hey, let's go to the bar. You say, oh, I'm busy here. I don't have time for bar. Those are the people that are tilling their land. So they will have plenty of bread. But by following vain princes, that's about, I didn't write these things. This is written by this guy. And that's what he's saying, that all of those things is what we should look and say, could this be how I run into trouble? My choices? And Solomon is saying, it can do this thing also. This can also put somebody into poverty. And these are all so many things that we see. we're going to go into the solutions in a moment. But you can see this. We have talked about being sluggard. Is it here? We have talked about being choosing the wrong friends. He's saying choosing the wrong attitude, drinking, gluttonous life, drugs. Those are all part of the choices people make that can drive them down into poverty. Why? Because those are not going to be helpful to the body. They are going to bring disease to the person. And many other things you can think of. You know the soul you are, what I'm talking about when it talks of choices of drunkenness, drunkenness, alcohol, and so on. Now, there are other things that can bring people down, which is also the one that, David, uh, that Moses was addressing to his people, which is debt indebtedness. You borrow money. The Bible said he that was what? The beggar says the, the, the borrower is slave to the lender. Look at what is happening currently in the society where, and that just reminded me of what I read in the paper some days ago. I know what they were saying. This is part of choices also, part of choices. There was in the paper that pride of life, perhaps it may make people upgrade. Not so. It may be, it may not be. But the pride of life is one of the things the Bible warned us about because it might make people be choosing the wrong things. Upgrading from a, this level of house to that level of house. Now, I just thought about it. I said, suppose the Lord gave every, even we that are sitting here, suppose the Lord gave every person one million dollars. And say, well, let's see in about five years how much you have left in that one million dollars. That is exactly what we are talking about. Everybody invested or whatever you want to do. There will be some people, perhaps the foolish, we want to leave it up. Because now they have one million dollars, maybe the whole year. Now they remember they want to buy yash in the field. Or they remember, well, you know something? Now they have one million dollars, they want to buy a Mercedes Benz. But they are just leaving it up. We that are sitting here, suppose the Lord give every person one million dollars. And say, well, let's see in about five years how much you have left in that one million dollars. That is exactly what we are talking about. Everybody invest it or whatever you want to do. 
There will be some people, perhaps the foolish, we want to leave it up. Because now they have one million dollars, maybe the whole year. Now they remember they want to buy yash in the field. Or they remember, well, you know something? Now they have one million dollars, they want to buy a Mercedes Benz. But they are just leaving it up. But wisdom will teach you better. That's all the Lord is telling you. Wisdom will teach you better. Because that is what Solomon is telling us here when he talks about choices. The drunkard, the gluten. There was a man that was in the news many years ago in this country that won the lottery, multi-million dollar lottery, and a grandpa. And what happened to his family in the end? The man confessed in the paper that the worst thing that ever happened to him and his family was the winning of that lottery. He said, well, what? Well, you have 10 million. Why? Because he became his grandsons. Maybe I don't know how he, he made them perhaps to just be out of school and spending the money. Grandsons that perhaps won't have been trying cocaine. They were now trying cocaine. Why? Because they could afford it now. And they, he ruined his family by that multi-million dollar. That is what we are seeing. Some people, if you say, let's everybody have one million dollar. Very soon, in five years, some people, they will have been destroyed by that one million dollar. Why others may not? So it's how smart are you? Are you following these precepts of the word of God? You still have to follow the precepts of the scriptures if you want your life to be at peace. And that is the precepts we are pointing out to you here. When Solomon gives all these warnings, is because they can help us in life if we know that this will cause this thing, cover poverty, and this will call, cause trouble if we follow it. If we go in that direction. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 22. It's another thing that Solomon mentioned. Verse 22. He that hasted to be rich has an evil eye. He's talking now about the lust. The lust of the eyes. And the Bible put that plainly. He said that, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. He that loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. If you can resist all those three things and follow the Lord, then you'll be in good shape. But when you let any of those, lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, or pride of life, if they are ruling your life, you say you are not of the Father. That is God is not going to be able to help you. You need to let God guide your life and not those lusts. So that's what he's saying here in verse 22. He that hasted to be rich as an evil eye. And consider it not that poverty shall come upon him. That's another Bible verse. Well, these are all causes of poverty. What caused these things? Here's Proverbs chapter 13. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 18. It says, Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuseth instruction. Instruction. Which type of instruction? Instructions from the Bible is what he's talking about now. It's a poverty and shame shall be to him that refuses instruction. But he that regarded reproof shall be honored. And if you listen to correction that we are pointing out in these scriptures, you will be honored. And there are other things that can cause all of these troubles. And one of them is managing your own resources. Managing your resources properly. That is, if you have this, more like I say, if you, you give me one million dollars and say, what's, what's going to happen to... You're one million in about 10 years. Let's see how you manage it. 
will determine what will be left of that one million dollars and that's what the lord was talking in the bible when we the first we just read in luke chapter 19 when he said he gave everyone a a pound and one came back with 10 pounds one came back with five pounds that's management they invested it or whatever it is they manage it right why the other guy came and tried to blame the master okay well those are all the causes of poverty or maybe other things can cause it like i say somebody can be in debt and then can be serious somebody can be sick and then he lost all his money to doctors that can also be but those are all troubles that the bible said if you have god with you he said i will be with you in trouble the lord promised to be with you in trouble when you are with him so the very then what is the solution to all these things let's go to the solutions one of the solutions that we can see is what Solomon was talking about. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 32. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 32. I will read from, from there. Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children. For blessed are they that keep my ways. Now, this is talking as wisdom. He said, wisdom is talking to you in a proverb. He said, you are blessed when you keep the ways of wisdom. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. He said, blessed is the man that heareth me. He's talking about wisdom now. The wisdom from the Bible. If you listen to it and try to apply it to your life, say you will be blessed. He said, blessed is the man that heareth me. Washing daily at my gates daily that is meditate on the bible instructions that's how you watch on it daily waiting at the posts of my doors wanting to know make sure that you are trying to better your life by learning from the scriptures by learning from god and he said whoso findeth me findeth life when you find wisdom then you find life and shall obtain favor of the lord but he that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. And all they that hate me loved it. That's what he's saying. Wisdom is saying, if you love wisdom, which is the, all the scriptures we are talking about, the concept, the principles of God, if you love that, then you say you have life. Let's look at First King chapter 3. Because we know about the story of this Solomon, how he prayed and the Lord gave him this wisdom. In First King chapter 3, here is Solomon Telling us about what he desired most. Verse 4. This is how he got his own wisdom. He asked the Lord. In First Kings chapter 3, he said, The king Solomon went to Gibeon to sacrifice. In verse 5, In Gibeon, the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream and asked him, Ask what I shall give thee. And when God, asked, when God told Solomon, ask what I will give thee, Solomon asked for understanding to do the job that God has given to him. And God said, okay, because you ask for wisdom and understanding, I will give it to you. And I also will give you wealth and riches. So we know by giving the wisdom and understanding to follow this concept, then you perhaps will be able to get the wealth and the riches if you follow, if you follow it closely. Now Proverbs chapter 3 verse 13. talking about why wisdom is very important for you to follow and it will teach you how to 
keep yourself away from that poverty line. Proverbs chapter 3. Verse 13. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom. And the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver. And the gain thereof than fine gold. Length of this is in her right hand. I just jump. She is more precious than rubies. And all the things thou canst desire not to be compared unto her. So we're talking about on this side is poverty, on the other side is wealth. And wisdom is saying when you are with wisdom, you'll be turning towards that other side where you there is wealth and prosperity. And that is what he's talking about here. The Lord by wisdom made the heavens and so on. Now in Proverbs chapter 8 verse 11, let me read that again to you just to keep all these scriptures in line. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 11. Say, but for wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. Say, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. Praise the Lord. Now, that is, wisdom is going to help you. You will say in many places, that wisdom will fill your treasure. Feel, by wisdom, you say, you will fill your treasure when you follow that wisdom. Now, the other ways that you can avoid the poverty line is by the leading of the Lord. When you have the Lord, you have to listen to him so that he is leading you. Here is what the Lord says about that. Let's open to Psalm 32, verse 8. Psalm 32, verse 8. The Lord promised that he will guide you and he will instruct you if you will listen to him, then you will be avoiding trouble and he will be between when you run into those trouble by either by mistake or anyway. God said in verse 8, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with my eye. Remember that God promised he will guide us and he will be with us. They said, be ye not as the horse or as the mule which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with beat and bridle. That is, he doesn't, he is going to guide us, but God is gentle. You listen to his voice and obey. He doesn't have to put an angel in your path if you decide that, well, I'm going to the prostitute. If you decide that, well, this morning I just got, I got to visit that cocaine shop. That means you are bypassing his instruction. His instruction that's in the scripture that said those things are not good for you. But he said, don't be like a mule that you have to put a guard in his mouth and jack him back with pain before he listens. So God is saying, I will instruct you. He wants to lead us. He wants to instruct us. But don't be like the mule that he has to force you to before you turn. So he wanted to just listen and say, hey, the Bible says I shouldn't be in that part. I don't want to be in that part. Praise the Lord. And he also talks about obeying instruction as simple as that. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 13. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 13. Now we are just looking through some of these Bible verses that are solutions. That will keep everybody out of the path of poverty. Here's the verse I always like. He said, take fast hold of instruction. 
let her not go. Keep her for she is thy life. Instruction. Instruction from the Bible. Take fast hold of it. So don't let it go. In chapter 5 also, Proverbs chapter 5, here is the wise man Solomon saying something. He said, My son, attend unto my wisdom and bow thine ear to my understanding that thou mayest regard discretion, discretion and that thy lips may keep knowledge. Now it says, For the lips of a strange woman. Now what is a strange woman? Prostitute. Prostitution. In whatever form. So which is telling us to know what not to get into. To be wise. To follow the precepts that the Bible is laying down for us. So what will happen if people take that habit? Because those are all choices men make in life. He said the lips of a strange woman drop as an honeycomb. That is it will be flattering words. You hear flatteries. To make you come and do. Come and join their bad practice. But as far as it, our hand is bitter as one wood, sharp as the two edges. So that is, what you are going to get out of it is death. In fact, let's read it on. See, our feet go down to death as steps take hold on hell. See, lest thou should ponder the path of life. See, our ways are movable that thou cannot know them. Hear me now, therefore, ye children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove thy way far from her, and come not nigh the door of her house. Now that is talking about these prostitutes, but also talks about the cocaine shops, the drug dealer shop. Keep yourself away from them. Or the, whatever, the, every other vices that you see in the society, you keep yourself away from them, and you'll be following this wisdom of God. Because he says he's going to drive them, he's going to drive people that are going to it down into poverty. And verse here is here continuing verse eight, verse nine. Lest thou give thy honor unto others, and thy years unto the cruel. Perhaps the ending up in jail, in uh, incarceration, is years that are just given away. So he's giving us wisdom there. Let strangers be filled with thy wealth, and thy labors be in the house of a stranger. And thou mourn at the last when thy flesh does disease, and thy body are consumed. And say, How have I hated instruction, and my heart despised reproof? And I have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined my ear to them that instructed me. That is, you won't come back and say, Hey, I was in a place where somebody was preaching something about this. Maybe I should have listened. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, you also talk about, let's see another solution for poverty that you get people away from it or keep you away from it. Colossians chapter 3. Here we know that if you walk like Solomon was saying, don't be lazy and say, so walk faithfully and diligently. Yes, how Colossians put it to us. So that if you do anything, whatever you are doing, do it as unto the Lord. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. So the Bible is full of precepts. We just have to follow those precepts in our doings, in our business, in our way of life, in our choices. When we follow all those precepts, he said we shall be away from that poverty because those things, those choices and situations happen, but God will be with you if it is bad decision. But choices can drive people right in the, into the other direction. 
And of course, walking faithfully as unto the Lord will keep you unto the, unto the good side. Chapter 3, verse 23, Colossians. And whatsoever ye do, that includes your business, that includes the job, that includes everything, do it happily. As to the Lord and not unto men. Knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance. For ye serve the Lord Christ. The better that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he has done. And there is no respect of persons. In short, promotion in the job is God that giveth it. So you say, well, no, it's not, not God, it's my boss. No, it's God that giveth it. When you walk with the Lord, and when you know this principle that hey, as I do it as unto the Lord, the Lord said He is the one that's going to give me that reward. You trust Him for that. Now another thing that He promised that we keep us away from trouble, poverty is a trouble. Is what you see in the book of Deuteronomy chapter fifteen. We have already read that. Forgiveness one another. Forgiveness. Why did I say forgiveness has to do with it? Because the Lord Jesus Christ mentioned it. You want to pray, not so. You want to have the Lord on your side. You want to be able to talk to the Lord and the Lord answer you, but God says something. He said, hey, here in Matthew chapter 6, you also have to remember what the precepts, all these precepts of the Lord are just to be obeyed, including how to get your prayers answered, because God is the one you want to fear, and he's the one going to give you the praises and the blessings and everything, but remember his word. In Matthew chapter 6, the Lord gave us this precepts concerning forgiving in his prayer when it's when he was asking him how to teach us how to pray let me first read matthew chapter 6 verse 11 and 12 say what the lord jesus christ said about when you pray how you must forgive so that your father can forgive you because it's his mercy that is even giving us anything mercy of god here is the prayer the lord first gave to to the apostles after this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And that is the prayer of getting something from God, also the prosperity or just what you need. Give it a little bit. Following that is when he said, Forgive us our debts. Immediately following that is forgiving us our debts as we forgive others. So we know then that, hey, I needed to get this from the Lord. I need wealth, I need prosperity, I need my business to be blessed. I need, but then he said, you are asking for all these daily things, but remember, it's going to be out of his mercy. Ask him for forgiving your debts. But he said, but of course, you also have to forgive others that have debt to you, because that is his own, it's a, it's a contract, a covenant. You forgive others, and God say he will forgive you. Then you can ask what you want, and he will give it to you, praise the Lord. And he even said, the Lord just said it one way, if you abide in me and my word abide in you. And these are all the words we're talking about. These are all just precepts, not just one word, not just one particular sense of the way. I'm born again. That's just part of it. You've got to also follow the precepts. Then you can ask what you will and he will do it unto you. So all these precepts we are talking about in your choices. Don't keep bad company. Don't run into uh, cocaine and all those type of things. And all those bad behaviors of drunkenness or glutinous life, those are choices you make according to the principles of the word of God. Then God says you are following, you are abiding in his word. Then you can ask what you will. And when trouble comes, he will be with you. 
Praise the Lord. So the Lord is a God of promise. The Lord our God is a God of promise. So in all of these things, what have we said? We have said these troubles, this poverty, it comes it's in the world. God knows that it's in the world and to get out of it, he has given us precepts, solutions. One of them is the fear of God. In fact, wisdom said fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So which means if you don't fear God, you don't even believe there is a God or you just do whatever you as far as you are concerned, God is just over there and you are going to no, you've got to walk with God. You've got to God is going to be the one to help you out. You're going to have to walk with God. That is part of it. Fear of God. Now, as you fear God, you are following his precepts. That's all his God is saying. What does the Lord require from you? To walk humbly before the Lord your God. To love mercy. So when you fear the Lord, then all of these precepts you are talking about, they are part of what you should be doing. Now, your choices are very important. Okay? Now, you have to let the Lord lead you to get the prosperity. Because the leading of the Lord, he said, he, he, the Lord himself can make you rich by leading you. In fact, the Bible said, God said he gave us power to get wealth. God is going to give you that. He's going to lead you into good pasture. That's why we call him a shepherd. He's going to lead us into that good pasture. But all these other precepts, if we don't follow them, they can be hindrances. Or you can get the pasture, you are blowing it away in the wrong things, drunkenness, or misusing it. Like I said, mismanaging money. So those are all precepts that God has given to us as wisdom. That we need to put every one of them into use, in practice. And then we shall be extremely blessed. And we shall not be on the poverty line. It doesn't mean that you are going to be extremely rich, but at least you have your needs met. And if you follow the wisdom of God that being led by the Lord, he can make you extremely rich. All the scriptures in the Bible, we know of most of the people God put in the Bible. Abraham was very, very, very rich. But how did he get it? He's committed to follow the precepts of the Lord. So God knows how to, he says he knows the way through the world. God knows that way. He's going to lead you if you will listen to it. You have to make it an habit of practice. But you want to, the first thing is, what we are talking today is to make sure that these other causes of poverty is not what you are putting your hand into, whether your way of life or your choices are not driving you on the other side. Or lusting after this. Uh, well, I'm, I'm living in a house of $100,000. Now everything is, oh, maybe I can afford $500,000. And then you went and jumped into it. And many are regretting right now of that. That is what lust of, it's called pride of life. God wants against that also. God warns against that also. There are many things, such the Bible, you see many things that can drive people into poverty. See? But the other one that you may have no, sh no choice on it or you have no influence, the God said, I will be with you in trouble. And if you are anybody that is in that kind of trouble, we're going to pray for you. We can pray on things like that. But if they are the one that your choices have driven you into that direction, or somebody wrote to me recently, on email, somebody from England, a Nigerian, because from the from the name. And I was told this was a lady, and she said she ran to my website, and she just knew that it has to be God that led her to that website. And she gave her a testimony. She has she's in problem. She has no money. She no job. Started a business. The business she lost her capital, and she now having sicknesses. She thought some devils are after her. Some wishes. Where is that wish is coming from? I say, well, 
you don't need a wish to do this to you. It's the devil doing it to everybody. But of course, follow the precepts of the Lord God. These precepts are essential. The same thing with business. When she said she started a business that collapsed. And so she was completely up no nothing to well the problem is this. Whether it's business, it could collapse. Famine could make Jacob in Egypt run to Egypt because of famine. That's business collapse. But the God will be between trouble if you have God. All the time things were good. So those are part of the precepts we are talking about is to walk with God and also to follow his precepts. You can't say I have God just by going to church and doing it, but every other thing you are wasting the money he gave to you. Then God will be saying hey, you cost it upon yourself. So those are all the things we are going to pray right now. We have completed all the exhibits. Remember these Bible verses and let's pray. We are going to pray for ourselves. We are going to pray for anybody that says, hey, I know I am in a bad situation right now. Whether it's caused by my mistakes or by circumstances. Because you can go to the only center and they will tell you different stories. How many people run into situations that bring them to that situation. But God can be with you in trouble. And if yours is, yeah, yeah, I, I, I messed up. I just follow bad guys. And the Lord can also deliver you and straighten you up. So you begin to think right so that you can make righteousness. So let's pray. Let's stand up and pray. If you want me to pray for you on any of these things, just come forward and I will pray along with you individually. But we're going to pray for ourselves because God has the good things. He promised them the land flowing with milk and honey. Hey, this is a land flowing with milk and honey, brethren. Opportunities is in this country. There are opportunities. But we've got to walk with the Lord to be able to enjoy it. If you are willing and obedient, you will hit the fruit of the land. So we've got to be willing and we've got to be obedient to these scriptures. Obedient to these scriptures. He said, but if you are stubborn, he said, you, you perish. So God is just putting life and death before you. Let's pray. Just pray for yourself right now. And if you want me to pray for you, any of our friends that are here, just come. I will pray for you individually. But let's just talk to the Father. Say, Lord, I am willing and I'm obedient. If I have made any choices, mistake, or I run into a situation because economy is bad now, Lord, help me, deliver me. The Lord knows how to do that. He was with Abraham when things tough, when things get tough. He was with Isaac. He, was, he told Isaac, just stay right here and you will be okay. When things get tough. So if we are in situations, God will take care of it. So that we don't be driven. Joseph was sent to Egypt. He said, God sent me here to save you, prosthesis, let you go into poverty. God will stay with you in time of trouble. You always make a way. But if these are your choices or your mistakes or following wrong friends that cause it or mismanagement that cause it, God also can deliver you by making you think straight from now on. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus upon us. Father, I pray for every one of us, Lord Jesus, because the life that we are in, this country especially, oh Lord Jesus Christ, is a country of milk and honey flowing, Lord Jesus. But Lord, you have said only if we are willing and obedient, then we will eat the fruit of the land. We want to eat the fruit of this land, Lord Jesus Christ. And we are willing, Lord, help us to be obedient in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to be obedient to your word, to be obedient to the precepts of how to manage our resources and how to listen to you and follow your your inkling, when he said, oh, invest in air, if we don't invest, there'll be no, there's no, 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 no products. So, Father, we pray, oh Lord, that we will be very attentive to your voice, to your spirit, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adiwumi inviting you to accept the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. 
if you are a Christian that has been listening to this radio broadcast, I challenge you and I urge you to aspire to the goal of overcomers. Be zealous for more of God. Ask the Lord to increase your faith, to build you up spiritually. And pray for the gifts of the Holy Ghost to increase and intensify in you so that you can come to the stature, to the fullness of the stature of Christ. That is our goal as believers. Now, if you that is listening to me, you are not a Christian or you are just a church member. You are a church goer trying to do good, but you are not really born again. You don't even know what it means to be born again. You are not sure whether you have been washed from your sins. I invite you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior today. And I want to pray for you right now so that you can be assured of your salvation and so that your, your heart and your faith and your spirit can begin to believe the Word of God. The Word of God specifically says, anyone that believes in me, anyone that believes in the Lord Jesus Christ has eternal life. You have got to believe that utterance of Jesus and then invite Jesus to come out, take over your life. Because he gives a power into the believers that he calls being born again. And it is this power that he rejuvenates us from within that makes us to be a new creature in Christ. The Bible said, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Gospel of John chapter 1 verse 12. Father, I pray for all the people that are listening. Help them, Lord Jesus Christ, to begin to follow the word of God. To begin to read the scriptures and to understand and obey it. And let them be filled with the Holy Ghost. Receive ye the Holy Ghost today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Receive ye the Holy Ghost today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I want you to write to me and I will send you some literature that will be edifying to you. Our address has changed. The new address is Gospel Distribution Ministry, Post Office Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona 85050. Again, our new address is Gospel Distribution Ministry, Post Office Box 71027, Phoenix, Arizona 85050, USA. On the internet, www.gospeldistribution.org. Send us email on the internet to the webmaster at gospeldistribution.org. Thank you.